The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In the green scene today, the animals that choose the right tools for the task. But first, a strange question. Can fish recognise themselves in the mirror? We're joined by Dr Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. What a strange question. I know. Good morning, Pat. Well, and the, re- the way we answer this is using a test called the mirror test. And it's a test that you and I can both pass. And it's pretty obvious. If I put a little mark on your cheek and then put a mirror in front of you, you'd probably put your hand up to the mark yeah. and try and wipe it off. And, and for years, we've known that other animals can do this too. And we kind of associate it with the big brained, clever animals. Mm. So the other apes, um, elephants. And actually recently we found out that magpies could do it as well. So the, the kind of clever clogs of the animal kingdom can pass this test. But a a few years ago, some researchers in Japan decided to start looking at fish. And and actually one species that they looked at couldn't pass it, the chiclet fish. But then they tried it on a blue streak cleaner wrasse. And these are little tropical electric blue fish. People Mm -hmm. might have seen them in aquariums. Um, They're very common. And and when they put the mirror in with the fish, initially these were wild fish they tried to attack. Uh, They thought it was another fish in the mirror. And then they sort of swam up to it quickly and stopped and turned upside down clearly were trying to work out that it was themselves yeah. in the mirror. And then what they do is they put the little mark on them and of course they tried to rub off the mark. They knew that they were looking at themselves okay. in the mirror. Um, so so really, really interesting. But what they've done now is they've gone even beyond that. So, so they took some of these little fish who could pass the test and they gave them a bigger challenge. They'd spent some time with the mirror and then they put 10 of them in a tank with a photograph of themselves. Now, if they saw a photograph of themselves, they were very happy just to look at it. If they put a photograph of another fish in, they attacked it. So they knew that it was them in in the photo of themselves. It's amazing. That's extraordinary. Now, um, we've seen uh, pictures of uh, apes and chimpanzees using sticks as tools and Mm. so on. But lots of creatures, it appears, do. They do. And and this is work where we're we're back to the the amazing birds. And and, and we've always known that, for example, crows, exactly. Crows are really good at using tools. Even Aesop's fable, they've been known to to drop uh, stones in to get liquid up out of a thing. They can can also use use sticks to, um, you know, get seeds out of fruit. But this is the Goffin's cockatoo. And and it turns out that these guys are real, real handy andies. So so this is a group of cockatoos that were given tools and and they have a box and they're trying to get a nut out of the box. And they need to use two different tools. So there's kind of a cellophane window. So they need to use the first tool to cut open the cellophane. Then they need a second tool to reach in and pull the nut out. So of course they have to work out which tool for which job and they have to work out the order in which to use them. Um, so, So of the 10 uh, birds that were tested, seven of them figured it out and, and two of them essentially figured it on the first go. So it's it's not even that every bird can do this. There's yeah. just like in humans, some of us are better yeah. at using tools than others. Um, and they, they gave them further tests. So then when they gave them a, a different kind of box and different tools, here they had a choice of which tool to use. And again, out of 150 trials, 128 times the birds picked the right tool for the for right the job. job first. Um, they actually can craft their own tools as well. They can. They can They can put things together so they can put bits of sticks together to make longer tools. And, and in this experiment, they would also, if they were given tools, but the box was, was put up on a platform and they had to climb up a ladder or fly up to it, they would, they would know that they would need to go and bring the right selection of tools mm. with them. So, so just like a, a sort of handy, handy person putting everything into their belt and into their box, they know what they need to bring with yeah. them. 
I'm told they cooperate with each other as well, the cockatoos. You know, if it, it's a, a two-man job, they actually will get two of them together, one to hold something while the other's doing something else. So they are extraordinary. What about the Caledonian crows? What can they do? Well, the crows, again, they, they are also very, very good. at They can make their own tools. So there was a very famous uh, crow, Betty the crow. And what she would do, she would get wire and fashion it into a hook uh, and she would be able to pull out meat from a little plastic tube. And researchers thought she was totally exceptional. But they actually saw crows in the wild doing this as well. So they found that crows would get branches, small soft branches and treat them exactly like that wire. They would twist them into the right shape to dig Mm. out uh, food out of a a tight spot. When we were getting uh, milk and eggs delivered um, we stopped the eggs for one reason. The birds would actually come and the whole thing were shrink wrapped in plastic. They would open the plastic with the beak. They wouldn't touch the milk. They would only touch the carton with the eggs and tear that open and uh, take the eggs. Yeah, they're, Extraordinary. They're, they're incredibly bright. Now, what about um, in the primate kingdom? Yeah, well, obviously, we're we're top of the top of the tool users there, but other primates do. Chimpanzees will use rocks like hammers on anvils. And again, they will use sticks to get ants out of anthills. Um, wild gorillas actually do an interesting thing. They use sticks like walking sticks. So, so they'll actually, you'll see a gorilla walking along and they will stick that stick into water to test its depth before they get in. So so we can almost it's very it's very like something we would do, which I think is why why it's interesting. And actually orangutans will bundle leaves together to make a little whistle to communicate. So not only is it a tool making, it's also musical instruments. Um, so, so there's just anywhere you look in the animal world, when you look closely enough, you see amazing communication. Mm. So and amazing we are tool. underestimating them. We are. We now are. we underestimated the effect of cold weather in Spain. We did. And I see a lot of people will have seen the headlines and are worried about their tomato and pepper supply. Um, so, so really, there's been 16 nights of freezing temperatures in Spain and, and there's some cold temperatures in northern Africa. And that's where Europe, that's where we get most of our fruit and veg at this time of year. It flips over kind of in March and April and we get our fruit and vegetable from places like the Netherlands and Denmark. And of course, they haven't turned on their, their heated greenhouses yet because of the cost of energy. So we're kind of caught in this bind where, where we are going to have a gap, unfortunately, probably of several weeks while, while we don't have mm-hmm. that big range of fruit and veg. And, and certainly Ireland and, and the UK seem to be the worst affected just because we're probably at the ends of the supply chain. Yeah. So it's headline news here. It's it's smaller headline news in other parts of Europe. Uh, OK, and obviously some of our growers might um, think about what they can do should these kind of deficits happen. And then they'll be burned because there'll be cheap, yeah. cheap lettuce coming in from Spain as usual. So yeah. not worth the investment. And our own growers had a very hard time. We had a big cold snap before Christmas where we had those very cold nights that impacted our own carrot crops our potato crops the things that we would usually eat in winter so it's just a kind of difficult time for farmers and consumers all round when it comes to growing food Dr Ruth Freeman Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland thank you very much The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.